You have to learn to learn in the place of service. In a world where pop culture has polluted relationships, mental health and financial stability, it's easy to lose sight of what is truly important. But what happens when you are a Christian trying to navigate your way through this life in this generation? It can be tough to stay true to your faith and find your place in this world alone. So grab you a cup of coffee or tea and let's start this journey together. Hey guys, welcome to Two Cups. So nice. I'm Mental Sen. And I'm Jess. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast today. It's been amazing as usual. And thank you so much for all the comments we've received and all the feedback. It really means a lot from us. And as usual, we're still on the line of purpose, looking at what is needed for us to you know, fulfill our assignment here on earth. And today we'll be looking at... We're looking at the weight in purpose, what we do whilst the big picture is coming, or we are waiting the big picture. Yeah. It's really important that we make sure that we are ready for our manifestation. Yes. If you look at that just when he came on earth, he had time to prepare for his manifestation. For the three years of, of impact he created here on humanity. It's very key that within the time of preparation, what are we doing while we are waiting? You know, while we're in a place of seeking God, while we're in a place of being groomed to express our manifestation as children of God. Yeah, so I'd say the waiting period doesn't mean that you're just sitting down and expecting the peppers to come. Just like when a kid wants to walk. He doesn't just sit down and assume that he would walk. He starts to crawl. He starts to stand full, stand full. And then with time, he's strong and he can stand. And now he can walk. That's how it is with waiting. Very true. I, I, I just believe also very, like, very key that there's a need for you to prepare. Yes. And that waiting period is a time whereby you prepare, whereby you come to the end come to know what you should know. And we were talking um, the other day about um, in the place of marriage anyway, but before you get married, say, the vision is to get married to someone you're dating. But in the place of dating, we are preparing to become excellent in marriage. You understand? So that's the place whereby you come to learn the do's and don'ts, learn about your partner so you can have a more um, fruitful marriage. But when, you're not, when, you, when you lack the preparation and you don't spend the time and the effort to groom yourself and get ready for the vision you expected, then you'll not be able to execute a more successful um, married life. So I believe preparation is key. So the time of you waiting, whereby you still you are still on you are still unskilled. This is the time whereby you you brush yourself up and make sure that you are skilled and you are ready. You know, for the calling that God has called you to be. Look at maybe God has called you to be one, let's say, um, a teacher. You must also make sure that in your waiting time, you are learning how to speak to people. Learn how to pass knowledge. Learn how to communicate fluently, whereby the idea trying to translate is easily gotten when you speak. So it's always a key that we are always equipping ourselves with what we need in our waiting period to to have um, a wonderful manifestation when the time comes. Yeah, if you look at the life of Joseph in Genesis thirty six. Yeah, when he first had a dream, he told his siblings. He told his father. He had a second dream. He told his siblings, he told his father, and they were all like, are you coming to rule us or something? And then his siblings decided to sell him. Yeah. And all. But then one thing I realized with the life of Joseph throughout Genesis 36 to 39 is that he knew he had a dream, and that is purpose. He knew he had a purpose. But then it didn't mean that he was just there. Even when... Um, 
his brothers sold him to the Ishmaelites. And then the Ishmaelites sold him to Potiphar. He was still working. And one thing I realized is when Potiphar saw him, he said, and he, Potiphar saw the Lord in Joseph. So they're going there. And yeah. said he saw the God in Joseph and Potiphar favored Joseph. So in your wasting period, the more you groom yourself, the more you work towards the bigger picture. Like you keep yourself in check with God. It helps people identify you. It helps people that need to help you get your purpose, recognize you. Imagine if Potiphar saw Joseph and Joseph was a very lazy person and everything. Though he's, he's, he's supposed to rule, yeah? But then he was a lazy person and everything. Potiphar might probably treat him as an ordinary slave. And then Potiphar gave everything. Like he made him an overseer of almost everything in his place except his wife. So yeah, so that's one thing I say about waiting. In your waiting period, you learn to work towards it. And I like where you're coming from about the story of Joseph. And if you look at the story of Joseph, you know, Joseph had a dream of what he will become. Yes. So understand of how he will serve humanity. But in the journey of becoming, he had to go through obstacles. But one thing I really admire about the story of Joseph was that every single time Joseph went through a challenge, he went back to God yeah. and he kept on serving. Joseph was a man who understands service. Service. In a place of waiting is, is a time of service. If you look at when, um, even before he got um, sold, it was from my heart of service, let me please my father, let me serve as a son, you know, to go to his brothers in the field to do what they do. And even when he got arrested, I got him sold in the prison. He was serving even the prisoners that became only head of all the prisoners. Yeah. So in the place of serving, it might look like you're not really doing much, but it's preparing you to your final destination. Yeah. I've looked at the story of Joseph, at the very end of it, he became a ruler. In terms of famine. Even same thing. He's same he's same as five siblings, but this family. Yeah, exactly. But you see, from the time of um the transitioning from the prison to the place of, of great authority, the skill he learned in the place of service is part of the skill he used to rule when he got power. True. So let us let us not come to neglect service. Service. Service is very, very key. Wherever we find ourselves, we should learn to serve. Yeah. I think with what you're saying, I'd say that Waiting simply means saving. It's yes. the time to save. Time to save. Instant. A lot of people feel like if God have called me to be um, a president, I don't need to do much. I don't need to save anybody because as you can see me, I'm a president in the making. Why would I save you? But then if you don't learn to save, you understand, you will not know how to save a nation. Because presidency is not about ruling, it's about saving. And that's what leadership does. And if you look at the life of Jesus, he was a leader by saving. Sure, sure, sure. So you need to learn how to save people, regardless of how tough it is. Once upon a time, a friend told me, I told my friend that I need to quit this work. He was like, you need to learn something from the person. So you don't quit yet. When the time is right to quit, God will tell you to. And so, so I was in, it felt tougher, it felt harder. And then as I got out of the work, I realized that I've learned ways not to do some things. And I learned some good parts of that work and some good parts of the person I was serving at that moment. 
And in the back part, what made me see the person in that picture? So when you serve, it might look like they're, they're treating me less of who I am. They don't know who I am. When God says you be a president, you're not yet a president. Humble yourself to save. Very, very true. Very, very true. Um, and a lot of times, if you look at most people or most of us, um, we're in a place of service, but because of how it feels once you pull out from service, we're not fully matured. True. You understand? Service brings you to, brings you to maturity. And the, re the reason why we serve while we wait is that we tend to groom us both mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And for wherever we are getting to, we need grooming. Yeah. You understand? And in place of service, it's, it hurts, it's painful, but in the long run, it's what, it's what makes us who we are. I think it was the book of um, Luke, Luke 180, where it talked about Jesus. Let's give me a second. Let me, let me read what, what it says in Luke 1, okay. 1 verse 80. It says, And the child grew and wrapped strong in spirits. I was in the desert till the day of his showing to Israel. So if you can see the life of Jesus right there, that Jesus was in the desert. That desert period was a time whereby he came to full maturity, where he was learning about himself, about the things of God, about where he was going to go. So by the time he gets there, he will know how to execute. And if I see what the scripture said, the scripture said, and the child grew and walked strong in spirits. Yeah. You understand? So it was a place of glory. So the waiting place is like a desert place. It's not friendly, it's tough, it's challenging, it's not sweet, but it's part of what would make us excel. Except when it comes to time to our manifestation. Yeah. Let's look at the life of David. Yeah. When David was on the wilderness, he can tell that he was just a shepherd boy. Yeah. Understand. But then one thing that we would realize in David's story is that he mastered the use of stones. Yeah. At, at that time, it was his only weapon. Yeah. He mastered it. He mastered how to kill. Animals with stone, probably right. is not in the Bible. He yes, really said, it. yeah. Yes, he mastered all those things. So he didn't even know that there'll come a time where he will kill a big giant, Goliath, and become a ruler or marry the king's daughter and everything. He didn't know, but whilst he was on the wilderness, he mastered the arts of that place. And I, and, I, and I think that's the beauty of service for David. Yes, he mastered the art of that place. And so when he came and then his brothers were telling him he needs weapon and everything, because he has mastered the art of using stone and then trusting God, it made it easier to kill Goliath. Imagine when he was on the water and saying, oh, my brothers are home and everything, every day, me being the last born, Every day, I'm the one that is sent the on the wilderness. Yeah. Every day, every day, every day. And it was just there. And then the animals keep dying on everything. And then that day came. The glory of God wouldn't have prevailed through him Very if true. he was being lazy on the wilderness. Well, true. And again, like we are saying, the wilderness time is our growing period. Yeah. And I, I like the fact that David did not even mumble or complain or was even had a gorgeous hands. When they tell you, oh, you go and stay in the in the field with, with the animals. He served as a place of, you know, learning. Mm -hmm. He went out to defend the animals. You understand? His first leadership um, role and ability started from the wilderness, turning to sheaves. You know, that, that was where he learned how to defend the sheaves, how to have techniques to kill wild animals that come to matter the sheep. So your wilderness is not a place of disadvantage, it's but it's a place of growth. That's the truth. That's the truth. 
I will say something to you yesterday. You know, let's say you know you're going to marry somebody that's going to be in the public every time. Or let's just say, let me just use this. I'm a Christian, so I'm sorry if I like using pasta. Let's say you know you're going to marry a pasta. And then, you know, you're so happy, excited. I'm going to marry a pastor. I'm going to marry a man that is prayerful. In those moments before you meet the man or whilst you are with the man preparing to get married, you have to start preparing yourself. Learn the facts that what if I'm there one day and somebody says, my husband is a fake pastor and then it's circulating all over YouTube. How do I tackle How do you manage it? it? How do I deal with it? And when somebody says my husband has molested, because this is what is happening to a lot of pastors, my husband has molested somebody. Do I believe the people? Do I trust my husband? Do I believe? Um, do I leave the marriage and everything? All these things are supposed to be your preparation time. You don't wait when God sees that. Supposed to marry a um, a pastor, so you're so excited, and then you just sit down. He comes. The purpose comes. And you don't even know what to do with it because you just sat down idly and then you waited for it. But one thing I've also realized is that the preparation leads you to the purpose. Exactly. I mean, you can have, you cannot have preparation without fulfillment. True. The, the need for it to be ready for where God is taking you to. And Jesus is our perfect example. You understand? When he came also, you know, he understood the money that was given to him at a very early age. I remember when we were looking for him and he was at the temple and he told you, he told you, you should know that I will be at the temple. Because and I believe is where I will discover. So you understand. And he came to a place of realization that look, because of what is ahead, there is need to start preparing now. So that when he gets there, he will know how to speak to people. Yeah. You understand. He will make sure that he's knowledgeable about the scripture. You understand, and all that preparation is what's made his ministry of excellence. True. Preparation brings excellence. Mm. There's excellence in the place of preparation. Most people, to be a global international singer, if you look at the likes of people recognizing us that we know, even as we as Don Moyle, you know, Don Moyle, or I don't know, is it Don Moyle or Don Moyle? Don Moyle, or let's, let's even use uh, even Latin Embassy. He's a very, very um, great um, trumpet. Trumpet tail, trumpet blower. The English is there will come the You understand what I'm saying? It's a very, yeah. very, very skilled in the trumpet. You understand? And he played that the music that sings wonderfully well. But before he got to where he got to, there was times whereby he had, he, there were times whereby it was just him in his wilderness trying to perfect that skill, yeah. trying to, you know, own the craft so that he can excel when he's called to minister. You understand, and that is where what I feel each and every one is to strive to. You know, there is a sense of um, perfection, a sense of excellence. excellence. That's what I have. So there's a sense of excellence when it comes to you know doing the ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got of course to be a pastor, to be a musician. You should strive for excellence in what you do. Mm-hmm. Jesus, when he came to speaking to people, he was excellent at it. When they came to healing, it was excellent that it's because over time he has been, you know, rehearsing the skill and the abilities and the gifts. So likewise also, we should spend time to gear towards excellence. Yeah. Let me just also say this. Yeah. Service is not nice. That's one thing we have to cycle mind. 
the service is fulfilling. Yes. It's not going to be pleasing. God has said you would be a doctor. But as at that position, all you see is that you're going to school. You're not even getting a job. You're not even getting any, no um, hospital, no private hospital, not even community hospital is even hiring you. It doesn't mean that stop and give up. It means what you can do at that moment is taking more. Yeah. What you can do at that moment is help your neighbors. What you can do at that moment is talk to people that you can help with the little knowledge you have. Even though you don't have equipment yet, but help them achieve what they can achieve. It doesn't mean sit down and then expect somebody to hire you. It doesn't work like that. Service is not nice. But it's fulfilling. And one thing I'll say is enjoy every bit of your service. Yes. Enjoy every bit of it. Enjoy every bit of your service. I, I believe also we shouldn't go into the service with a grudge for hearts. Yes. Yeah, that I mean we shouldn't take caution in service. Like we spoke about caution in our last episode. That a bit of correction is in a bit of fulfillment correction is needed. Mm. Likewise, so it's a bit of your own service you come to mm. learn a lot of things and you get to be, you know, molded rightly and i also want to come in with this that we should know when it's time for us to leave our service and it should be in divine thing whereby god is telling you oh my son it's time to move to the next level understand if you are serving with emotion you will quit very early because like you said it's not really suiting it's not palatable it's not spreading it's, it's not nice suit feeling yeah it's not a rosy feeling honestly I, I can attest to that also myself service is painful and that is why you should use your feelings to set we should use we should follow the leader of the holy Spirit. you understand and i'll say in the place of service you have to be submissive very learn to be submissive because submissive, one thing I've learned about submissive is submissive. People are scared of submissive, but I say submissive is learning to trust God, not the person. Because if I, if I, if we look at Joseph's life at Genesis thirty-nine verse nine, he says something. My master has given me authority over everything. He says something to Potiphar's wife. He said, "My master has given me authority over everything. It says for you." And then how can I do such a great wickedness upon the Lord? So that moment you saw submissive, not towards Potiphar, but towards the Lord. So in the place of serving, be submissive towards the Lord. It might look like he's, the person is walking on me. The person is treating me less of a human, but submit to the Lord. Sometimes... Even the service is not for you to actually learn and to be excellent in um, what you do, like sharpen your knowledge, or let's say if you want to communicate very well, it's not for you to be very good at communicating, but it's for you to know what to not see when you get there. Because sometimes the service, the person you are even serving, truth of the matter, the person is very rude, very harsh, very self-centered, and you might feel like if I'm there, if I'm there, I will not do that. But one thing I'd say is that you've not gotten there. So what you need to do is 
Learn the things that is making you hate somebody and avoid it. When I left a previous work I was doing, I, I wrote down a lot of things. The ones that I would inculcate in my life, the ones that I will never inculcate because this thing made me see it's this way. This one made me see it's this way. Understand? So in other, so sometimes our service is not always to be perfect, but it's always to know that if you get there and you treat people somehow to, this is how they will see you because this is how you saw that person. You have to learn to learn in the place of service. You have to learn, learn in the place of service. You have to learn, to learn. You have to learn, to learn in the place of service. I think, I think the the best way to say is that you have to have a learning spirit, honestly, yeah. uh, because and even the Bible says, "I'm um, say study to show yourself approved." Study to show yourself. Yeah, they 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 need to to be willing to learn about what you've been called to do, and for for every for every calling or for every um manifestation that you will call to you there's a how to you know execute it and you have to learn that and the part time the perfect um guide can be the holy spirit of people who have gone ahead of you can i also say this in a place of purpose yeah okay if you don't serve you cannot do your purpose excellently yeah why look at oh. jesus life yeah because jesus I mean, Jesus is God. He knows what he's coming to do. He could have just come out, boom. I'm a good man. I've come to die. Gone. That's it. Peace. I'm out. <laughs> exactly. But if you watch Jesus' life, he came through a woman. He came through. He didn't mean, funny enough, Jesus didn't come through a king. He came through a carpenter. Yeah. And then if you watch Jesus' life at age 12 years, you're saying something yesterday. At age 12 years, after we heard the story of him being at the temple, what we heard again is his ministry. Yes. So from the 12 years to that 10 years, what was he doing? I'm sure he was helping his father, the carpenter man, do what he needs to do. Yeah, you he understand? Was his father. He was serving his father. When he had a time, he goes to the yeah, temple yeah. to learn and everything. I mean, basically, let's face fact, you people that are there are literally worshipping me. But I am there to worship also. You understand? And that is a place of service. That is a place of recognizing for me to fulfill what I've come here to do. I need to save. You know, a funny picture that came to my mind. You know, we're talking about how Jesus was not born unless in the palace. Yes. Rather, I was born in the manger. Yes. But I was a carpenter. You know, where we are born is based on where we are going. Yep. You may not see that too. I believe that Jesus being born in the manger, in the manger, and Father being a carpenter, eh? the Father was not that rich. See, that's yes. Jesus was not so rich. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. No shit, Jesus, Jesus was not rich. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was not rich. But, but, the, but the beauty of it is that, well, it was in that system, man, Jesus understood and felt what humanity felt when he had nothing. And that is service. You see, understand? That is service. I was telling you something yesterday that some people feel like I'm called to be this and they start naming themselves it and start acting as though they are it 
But without seven, you don't know what you are. Without seven, you not even know how to work around it. It's in the place of seven that the revelation of who you are comes alive. If you didn't go to school, you don't even realize that oh, I'm good at I'm good at marketing. I'm good at um, science. I'm good. If you didn't go to school, imagine work. nobody was born and says, I want to do science. Nobody. We all watch television say, Mommy, I want to be a doctor. As you go to school, you realize that it's not doctor you want to do. That's a place of service. And it's a, that's where you're serving. That's when you're recognizing it. So learn to submit in the place. Even God has told you to, that you be the most powerful man after Jesus saved. So let's look at what would you say are the three key things we should do while in the place of service? In the place of service? Yeah. Focus on God. Focus on God. Let your focus be on God. While you're seven. Yes. Let your focus be on God. In the place of service. In the place of service, learn to learn. Like I said, have a learning experience. It's very true. In the place of service, submit. Submission. Submit. Focus on God. Have a living spirit. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you if you if you look at what you just listened right now, and look at the life of Jesus, we can, I can see these three attributes. You understand? He always seeks the Father's face. He was always praying, always you know going back to the Father. To He who sends Him, who gave Him the assignments, and Jesus was always learning. You know, it was I think was it, was it in the book of Luke where he said that he. Uh, they would have looked something. We we're talking about Jesus always in the temple. I said that like his like his tradition was he read the scroll. Yeah. You understand? So Jesus was always always in the place of, of learning. Yeah. And it's very, very key. And Jesus also was also submitted to the temple. Yes. You know, for you to be going to the temple like very frequently. Yes. There's something that they have submitted to there. Yes. Something you are learning there. Yes. I'm sure the messengers okay, Jesus, you go here, go and get this one. Follow the priest in this place. You know, from there he came to understand the workings of the Pharisees. True. You understand? The law keepers. That what that's what made him excel more in his ministry. Because that understanding of the scribes and what they did. True. So yeah, so in a place of service, learn, learn not to be selfish. Learn not to think that the person I'm serving will give me this. Focus only on God. Yes. Yeah, it's very, very crucial that you're not you're not serving to get in return. That should not be the focus. The more, yeah, the main motive. But you are serving to become better. Mm-hmm. You are serving to get more closer with God. Yeah. The motive is that service should draw you closer to God and draw you closer to your calling or your yeah. destiny. That is the place of service. Yeah. I think we've come to like really let them know, and I'm using this also to reflect on my own life and to see: Am I serving rightly? Am I? Am I? In the right place of service, you know. Yes, we were talking about that. Sir. There's a right place of service. It's not every place you serve. It's not every place. You I think, yes, it's not every place you serve. Something you have to also recognize that not every place. Not because it's a save. Yes. Everybody comes and calls you. Say yes. I'm going to save. Yes. You don't do that. I believe have the spirit of um discernment. Yes. To know when I'm supposed to save exactly or not. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I also believe like in a place of service, knowing, look at Jesus and just not serve anywhere. Wherever he served was geared towards where he was going. Yeah. And always make sure that wherever you are serving has the presence of God there. Yes, yes. Like I was saying, wherever Jesus was serving was geared towards where he was going. Yeah. And that's why I like what he said about being this, being the, being the center. That's, we should be the center about where we are serving. 
if your assignment is not is not leading to where God wants you to be, you leave. You leave. You leave. Don't be emotional about it. Don't be emotional about it. If where you are seven is not gearing to your destiny not to do to where God have decided to be, you leave. It's that simple. Yeah. Well, I think we've we've said quite quite a lot of things and I did just more also like a reflection for our lives, also for my life personally. I personally go back to the podcast every time we're done to listen and yeah, it, people will think that oh we speak about it but then one thing i've realized that the holy spirit is when the holy spirit speaks through you that certain things you think you were speaking it but you don't even know it yeah so i go back to the podcast every time take my note and then what i need to learn. all right likewise likewise i likewise i because there's something that i said and i'm like i, I go back and listen i'm like oh wow and it's also actually also been the best in my life you understand this is this is just honestly my god's inspiration so guys, this is the end of the topic peppers. So the yeah. next thing we see us is not going to be about peppers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what topic we'll be doing next, but we believe God for um for a topic yeah. that would really matter to time and season. Yeah. So since we're speaking about peppers, if if you're just listening to this, I'll urge you to go and start from living with peppers in order to understand the episodes you understand about peppers yeah but this is the last topic about peppers till god tells us we should do something else yeah about peppers yeah so tosin will lead all of us to christ and pray with us in order for us to be motivated and be god focused in this journey of peppers Amen. So, um, if you're out there and uh, you're not giving your life to Christ, it's only needful that you start your walk with the Creator. Because for, for you to know your place, you must connect with the one who have made you or the one who have called you. Yeah. And it starts by surrendering your life to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, it's as easy as accepting it, but there is work to be done by walking in the reality of your salvation. Yeah. So if you are listening, you can just say this after us. Say, Lord Jesus, Treat. come into my heart. Come in. I renounce my old ways. I renounce my And I accept you as Lord. And I accept you as Lord. Over my life. Over my life. My being. My being. All I do. All I do. Lead me. Lead me. Direct me. That I manifest your glory. That I manifest your glory. Here on earth. Here on earth. Amen. 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 Reality prayer, you perceive Jesus as a Lord and Savior, and you have begun your walk with Jesus. And honestly, just spend time to, you know, pray on from the sincerity of your heart, and you see that Jesus, Jesus Himself actually, like, you know, show up with you. Find a Bible believing church and be a part of it to grow in your walk with God. This is a, a two way street. First off, you accept, you know, Jesus into your heart. Then, second way, the second way is also by obey. So, obey to walk in the doctrines and the dealings of the spirit of, of working with God. Yeah, I think it's quite crucial. Just what do you think? It's true. Yes. So now you've received Jesus and you've believed in Him. It's also key that you walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. I think we're preaching. We're preaching already. <laughs> Anyways, let's just um, say a prayer while we go out. Heavenly Father, we say thank you for such a wonderful time. Thank you for those who are listening. Thank you for giving them a listening ear. I thank you for giving us all some listening ear. Thank you, Heavenly Father, by through the words which we've spoken here today. It helps guide us to the truths of what you've called us to do. We say thank you for your love. 
thank you for your grace. Thank you to everyone listening. That Heavenly Father, you will meet them according to your riches in the name of Jesus. Anyone who is out there who is going through a certain kind of challenge or pain or any kind of difficulty, Heavenly Father, as I touch that situation and bring it out of darkness into your marvelous light in the mighty name of Jesus. And let his name be exalted. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much to everyone who has been a part of this. Like I've always said, it's been a blessing. We love, we love doing this and we love having you on this podcast. It doesn't mean that we, the podcast has ended. It means that the topic purpose has come to an end. Yes. Yeah. So thank you very much. You know what to do. You read, you review. I mean, Tosin. And I read a blessing, actually. I read a blessing and I remain just. Until then, stay safe, stay strong, and stay blessed. Peace. Bye. Bye bye.